Hello and welcome to the Wadfam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver, and I'm Andrew Sabo, and uh, and and we're 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 here to talk about the other side of the glass, part two, um, which is episode six seventeen of Adventures in Odyssey, um, written and directed by Paul McCusker, first aired May nineteenth, two thousand seven. I would just like to say that ever since uh, last episode, you saying that this is the closest Odyssey gets to being psych, I cannot get it out of my head. Yeah. Um, and I do have questions regarding that that we will get into later on. Yeah. Um, also, I'm, I'm kicking myself. I was kicking myself really hard after after last episode where I was like, so I have to do it this time. But I was like, why didn't I ask Andrew for predictions? That would have oh. been so fun. Yeah. Yeah, you should have done that. Because you had no idea where this was going to go, did you? Uh, no, not really. No. <laughs> I, I presumed something of the like. It was like, okay, attention's being drawn to this company, right? They're clearly doing something bad because there's two more parts of this. <laughs> and so yeah. it's got to be bigger than this. But like I like that all I like that all three of these episodes essentially wrap up by the end. Yeah. Like they have a complete story and then right at the end it's like and now there's and there's going to be one more like it's like a little mm-hmm. tease for the next episode, but it's not like we're getting cut off mid-story in the same way. Yeah, no, no, there's a lot Like of... I feel like I get answers every time. Yeah. Yeah. No, it there are there are times when odyssey feels like they're doing you know two parters or three parters like they're taking one long episode and just cutting it right whereas this it's like oh no these are three individual episodes that are all part of their own you know that are just a part of a greater arc and they're all obviously connected because it's the same story right like they they all have their beginning middle and end yeah yeah but then there's also like and also a setup Mm -hmm. but it feels more satisfying i think than sometimes that stuff can yeah um it's uh it's track 11 on the moment of truth album which is number 48 um and we've got a lot uh a lot to talk about cast wise here okay go for it so uh we have uh cooper green appearing as joseph um he is uh a somewhat amateur actor who uh besides this has played cooper on two youtube series astrid clover and roommates of which I know nothing about. Interesting. YouTube? Um, yep. Okay. More more notably, um, or at least in my opinion more notably, his sister Gatlin plays uh, Priscilla Peterson, um, who is a new Odyssey character. Oh. Okay. Uh, and then we also have uh, Phil Proctor playing uh, Leonard Corelli who is the uh, CEO or whatever of C-Rite. I don't know what his actual role is, but he's mm-hmm. the boss dude at C-Rite that they talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, and he uh, is notable for playing another Leonard, Leonard Meltzner. Interesting. Um, and also uh, Detective Polehouse, um, oh, who's another new Odyssey yeah, character yeah. who's like... Yeah, he's in uh, pretty, Green Ring a yep. good bit. Yeah, yeah he, he's like become a kind of a staple of, yeah. of new Odyssey. Um He's got 246 IMDb credits. Um, wow. Lots of video games, small parts in Pixar movies. Oh, any, um, any good ones? Nothing. Like, news announcer for, you know, 
Buzz Lightyear or whatever. Oh, like okay, it's okay. Or for Pizza Planet or like like yeah, it's it's like incredibly bit parts. Okay. His most like I don't know, his his biggest role in anything is playing uh Howard DeVille on Rugrats, which oh. is not a show I have a reference for. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. But so many people do, and I feel I like I'm missing out because I don't, but I still haven't changed that, and I don't think I ever will. Yeah, that's fair. We also have Stephen Stanton playing uh, Mr. Henderson and mm. Mr. Montoya. Um, the man has 158 IMDb credits, and notably for me, voiced uh, Tarkin in both The Clone Wars and Rebels. Oh, really? Yeah. That's him? Yeah. Wait, what does Tarkin look like? What? Which one's Tarkin? Grand Moff Tarkin, like from the original Star Wars, yeah, 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 but yeah, as yeah. the younger version. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, 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 okay. I'm not going to Google that. I mean, you... you Filter. <laughs> yeah, you can. You don't have to. Um, and then we also have uh, John Rubinow as uh, Agent Dale Hayworth, mm-hmm. um, who's uh, not really... Doesn't really have anything significant other than, like, being in a lot of, like, DC animated shows as a guard or a news anchor or a doctor like he's just general person of authority so he's well cast as an agent for the department of labor yeah oh yeah definitely definitely has his uh he's he's poor guy's getting typecast yeah oh and uh finally we've got bob hoose as the tow truck driver Woo! yeah awesome yeah no this is uh quite the episode it Mm -hmm. it was not what I was expecting. So, for those who haven't listened to this before, go and listen. Don't like me, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Dylan, Dylan has heard this many times and loves it. So I am completely clueless. Yeah. Do you have? Because we didn't do this last episode, but like, did you did you have a feeling as to where this story was going beyond just like big I, company is bad? I figured that had to be the case, and I was wondering what the situation was going to be. I'm surprised that they went the way that they did with, like, the whole... Well, I'll, I'll, I'll get the spoilers. Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, it's about bad labor practices, right? Like, getting illegal labor. Right. But it's also, like, human trafficking. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Like... <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to call it that because I doubt Odyssey would call it human trafficking unless they do. I, I, I don't know if they explicitly say that, but they talk about taking people from their countries, promising them better work when they get here, taking their passports, threatening their families, and threatening to have them deported. That's human trafficking. Yeah, that is human trafficking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I figured it was just drugs or something of the like, or like money laundering or yeah. you know labor doesn't you, that doesn't surprise me that much but it surprises me a good bit compared to the alternatives because i'm surprised that odyssey would swing so big for a kid show yeah on something so like adult oriented yeah it is it is very adult yeah maybe even one of the reasons i love this episode so uh yeah uh i'm gonna go ahead and play the promo then yeah uh, this is a combined promo for part two and part three 
Oh boy. The investigation into the mysterious message left on one of Bernard's windows turns more serious and more than a few people don't want Bernard and Wooten poking around. Mr. Walton, we will gladly pay you for your trouble. But I don't want any compensation. Yeah, and he's not signing anything. You want more money? Is that it? He wants answers, like why is somebody who works for you writing help on your windows? On the next Adventure in Odyssey. See, that's what a promo should be. Yeah, I mean, right. It doesn't do much. It's basically just a scene from the episode with yeah. Chris talking over it. Yeah. But, like, yeah, there is definitely a trend with these promos. Yeah. Whereas, they're like, better. <laughs> they're, just, they're just more across the board now. Mm-hmm. They, they clearly booted whoever was in charge of promos. <laughs> of Ratman. Right. Which I think we previously, uh, you know, it's it's allegedly Dr. James Dobson. We hope so. If I if I, if I remember correct, yeah. that was that was the uh, the allegation we made. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they they got rid of him, and he's no longer doing the promos. Which you know, I'm okay with that. <laughs> that I mean that. Wait, when does that check out? Because he left in 2008. When did this come out? 2007. Dang. <laughs> he was on his way out. Though, yeah. So no, that... it's fair. It's fair. He was backing up his desk, you know, for like a, a year. <laughs> I mean, he started the company in a big desk. So the episode itself begins with some really great opening music. Yeah. Yeah, it's, well, it's Wooten and Bernard in his car, right? Yep. They are going to see right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, yeah. Bernard is taking, taking Wooten along. Mm -hmm. He's going to get you know, the his windows replaced because this guy said that Corelli said that he wanted to speak with him, which he yeah. found out through Wit. So he's going and Wooten's coming along to give the dude a shakedown and get to the truth. Mm-hmm. And Bernard does not care about the truth. He just cares about things like going essentially things. Yes. Just stuff being over, him getting to go back to his boring life as a curmudgeonly window washer. Yeah, it's very interesting how quickly he flips the switch in this episode from being, like, the begrudging sidekick to being like, now wait a minute, there's something here. But what I love is that even when that switch flips, he's still there begrudgingly. Oh yeah, oh no. And then Wit comes too, because it's the best. And I didn't realize that Odyssey ever even got like this, and it's so great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so then, so they walk in, um, and they're talking to Corelli, mm-hmm. and, uh, Wooten introduces himself as Sherlock Bassett, but my friends know me as Wooten. <laughs> Naturally. You imagine the stones it takes to do that? Like, I am detective. To a complete stranger. I think you should, uh, next time you meet someone new, introduce yourself as Sherlock Asabo. That would be bad. That's a weird thing that I've never thought about. But the man's first name is Sherlock? Hmm. Like, for as much as I love Sherlock Holmes, I've not thought about the insanity of Of being being named Sherlock. Sherlock. Yeah. And also the weirdness of, like... Is that, like, an old English thing? It sounds like an herb. Probably, but it's also, like... If that's his first name, why are there not more? Why are there not more Sherlocks in the world? Yeah. 
Probably because it's an old... I mean, there's not many Matthiases either. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. He feels like, uh... He feels like such a person of, like, prominence and renown. Like... Name your kid Sherlock. There's your answer. Yeah, I don't... I, I couldn't do it. Sherlock Weaver is pretty good. Yeah, but, like, I... know. Like, I just can't... I can't pull that off. You Nobody, can't put that on their kid, though. That's yeah, the issue. exactly. And, like, I'm glad there's not more Sherlocks, but it is weird that that is a first name. Yeah. That someone was named. Yeah, so basically they're they're there. They're trying to find these answers. Bernard, like you said, is trying to just sweep it all under the rug, let it all be done. Wooten's investigating. As, as we, Sherlock Bassett. As Sherlock Bassett. As we've heard in the promo, he wants the answers. The scene that it's referencing is basically the first scene, which is... That's the thing about this episode. It feels very much like a continuous shot most of the time. Because because it follows Bernard and Wooten the f- like the whole right. time. Right. There's not there's not like a story B story in the way that like this show normally does. It's basically all A story. Yeah. Like we there's like a couple moments in which like we leave Bernard and follow Wooten. Yeah. But like. But even. Then but it's, it's not that we're cutting back and forth between two things that are taking place at the same time. It's like, we go off and we follow Wooten, and then we follow him back into the main story. No, yeah, it's like it's like the bit in movies where, like, they're at a party and you show one guy dancing inside the house and then some guy talking to somebody outside the house. Like, yeah, it's not the same shot, and they're, they're separated. It's a different scene, but it because they're so close in proximity and in plot, like, it feels very continuous, which I loved. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a fun. It's I, yeah, it's. It made nice, it hard for me to like, take notes though because scene changes weren't as important. <laughs> oh, I mean that's fair, but like last episode, we were cutting back and forth between, you know, Wooten and and um and Bernard and Wit and Connie, and this one it's just like it's all like we're essentially following Wooten, and sometimes he's with Bernard, and sometimes mm-hmm. he's with Wit and Bernard, and sometimes he's on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. I don't know if there are any scenes that don't contain Wooten. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that there are. Maybe, maybe we'll hit on one later on. Yeah, but I don't really think so. I don't think um, so either. And so, yeah, Corelli is then explaining to them what's going on and is mm-hmm. like, "Hey, like that symbol for help was a manufacturing mm-hmm. defect." Um. And Wooten's like, okay, we'll explain that. And he's like, well, how much do you know about glass yeah. manufacturing? And he's like, ah, more, more or less. He's like, well, which is it? More, more or, or less? less? I've got to go with less. less. <laughs> yeah. Bold man. Yeah. And so there, there's a point in the process where, like, the glass has been made, but they are now applying wet chemicals to cut the UV rays. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's at that point that someone snuck in and wrote the symbol on the glass. Mm-hmm. Which I think is really interesting because it was at that point where I was like, oh, so in the previous episodes, like, the si- are all of the... Si- like, did they do this with a stencil, or are all of the symbols slightly different looking? They must be all slightly different looking. Yeah, like, it, like it's someone's handwriting. It's yeah, not, I like, was imagining a manufacturing thing. Just doing this a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Which... Unless there could be a stencil. That would be even funnier. Like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Look at those uniform lines. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it was also graffiti, so you might already have the stencil. Ah. Um, but I also don't know how you use stencil with wet chemicals. Um, that doesn't seem to work. Yeah, no, no it doesn't check out in my head. <laughs> if you know, tweet at us. 
So, and then you, they're like the person who did it was a disgruntled employee. They've been dealt with. How dealt they with? <laughs> uh, yeah, and Wooten's like, how 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 were they dealt with? And he says, appropriately, like, which is great. Chopped up into bits and fed to dogs. <laughs> yeah. Presumably. Yeah. Whenever you say dealt with, I presume some, some mob-ish is about to happen. And so they, uh, yeah, they, it's at this point then that he's like, you know, in addition to replacing all, this is Corelli, in addition to replacing all the windows and whatnot, we're also going to cut you a check, Bernard, for your troubles, mm -hmm. you know, um, and Bernard's like, really, like, I, if if you just fix it, like, that's that's all I need. I don't need extra compensation. No, yeah, yeah. We'll cut you a check, but you have to sign this well, paper. The the thing that's important, though, is Bernard doesn't want it even before they bring up the signing the paper. Oh. He's immediately yeah. like, no, you don't need to compensate me. Yeah. And then, and then the guy's like... Yeah, of course we're going to just sign here. Mm -hmm. And then Wooten gets worked up because yeah. they're trying to get him to sign a paper. At which point Bernard is then even more hesitant. But I think it's important to note that Bernard didn't want the money before Wooten like stuck his neck in and started like battling it out with mm -hmm. Corelli. Um, well, and to be fair, Corelli is super shifty. and So like the thing that I would say that is the only knock I really have against this is that they just really play the tropes of the bad guy really hard. Like yeah. the whole like, Oh, gets entangled you in paperwork and he's bribing and like all this stuff. Like, yeah. But up until that point, he's been the bad guys show their hand a lot. I'll say that. Yeah. How I would. Yeah. And they, and in a really clear moment later, mm -hmm. but like, up until the point where he, like, asks to them to sign the paper, he's been smooth-talking and, like, pretty reasonable. Yeah, oh, Like, yeah. he hasn't struck me as, like, oh, this man means trouble. It feels very much like Wooten is overreacting no, to this guy. No, when he said dealt and, with appropriately, my mind was, like... Right. Suspect. Right, and that's and that's <laughs> probably the moment that, yeah. it, that it happens. But, like, he's not... It feels it feels like Wooten is go like this guy has the smooth talking down and mm -hmm. Wooten's going really hard and like maybe somewhat unnecessarily mm -hmm. like it does feel like he's antagonizing a guy who's like being reasonable. Well, yeah, because basically the situation is that Wooten doesn't need to be there at all. It's be right like this is between Bernard and what's his name Corelli. Corelli. I wanted to say Scarelli, which is not it, but um. Yeah, like, that's purely between the two. And even Corelli is like, you know, keep your assistant at bay. Like, calm him down. Like, I don't even know what this guy's doing. Yeah. Um. But then, like like you said, you know, he makes it very clear that he's like, what, do you want more money? You know, what what's it going to take for you to sign this? And he's like, I'm not signing anything. I don't want your money. I just want my customers to get their windows fixed and have this all be over with. Right. So so the idea I imagine is mm -hmm. if Bernard signs that, he loses the ability to sue them. Yeah. It's just like your classic thing yeah. where it's like, okay, like by signing this paper, we give you money. You are not allowed to sue us. This is kind of how like just the business world operates. Yeah. And Bernard is 
hesitant at first just because he doesn't feel like he need like he there's any reason for them to give him money mm-hmm. and then later because Wooten's because Wooten's pushing back and Corelli's becoming more and more forceful about them signing it and then eventually just kicks them out when Bernard first says no he's Corelli's like okay well like how much money is it gonna take then you want to play this game and Bernard's like no 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 I'm not doing that. I just don't want to sign this. Like, I'm okay. If you do your thing, we do our thing. Like, we're good. And he's like, sign the paper. It's such a good moment because Bernard just desperately wants it to be over. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, just just please, please let this not be bad. Please. And this guy's like, sign the paper. Yep. No. And he's like, look, just sign the paper. It'll be a happy ending. And Wooten's like, a happy ending for for who? Like, someone Mm -hmm. needs our help. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, all right, you guys got to get out of here. Like, I'm kicking you out. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. Um, And they go out to the parking lot. And then Mr. Henderson comes out and is like, uh... They're, uh, you're, you're, you guys are trespassing, and Bernard's like, look, we're just trying to leave, and he's like, he's like, yep, well, you gotta get out of here, and his, uh, and then Bernard's truck won't start, yeah, um, as set up in the previous episode, and Wooten's like, ah, they sabotaged it, and Henderson's like, look, we'll roll your car out onto the street, and you can call a tow truck from there, but yeah. it's this very, like, they go from being super friendly and accommodating to ice cold. Yeah, to literally, I will push your pickup truck out of the parking lot to the road <laughs> yep who is this guy he he's, must be enormous he's mr henderson he like i mean he's got to be jack i believe he does say we so like maybe he's there are other people involved but okay but henderson's also quite buff he's a security guard at yeah. a shady company called sea right yeah no that's fair no he is he is the hired muscle that Which, would make sense According to the wiki, and I don't know if this is canon or not, is spelled S-E-E space R-I-G-H-T. Yeah. Like, it it feels like the, it should definitely, like, have, like, a, a W hy- or, like, an R-I-T-E or C with an A or just, like, like it doesn't seem like it should literally be C space right. Wait, how do they spell C? The, like... S E E. Oh, ew. I thought it was C E E. Nope. C E right. Nope. It is according to the wiki. And like I said, I don't know what their source is on this, but it's literally the word C as in vision and the word right as in not left. Trickle leg, Forest Mountain. Right. C right windows. C right glass company. Yep. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, and so, yeah, they then. What call- if he's done this before? What if he routinely has to push trucks out of the I mean, lot? you never know. And so they, uh, yeah, they call a tow truck. The guy comes to pick him up to take him to Albertsons. Mm-hmm. Wooten's like, hey, can I turn on the siren? And <laughs> and uh, the, the, the tow truck driver, played by Bob Hoos, is like, sure, if it's okay with your dad. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm not his father. <laughs> it's so good yeah and there's just really good sound design with the like the tow Mm -hmm. truck and then like when they arrive at the place because we then cut to them like pulling into the shop yeah and you know they're gonna like bernard gets to sit is gonna go sit in this like cafe diner area Mm -hmm. wait for the truck to be repaired um and wooten is like hey look there's uh there's the power boy symbol for help across the road like let me go i'm gonna go investigate yeah it's a 
tunnel under a railroad, right? Yes. Or uh, it's a or tunnel it's at a railway, so it might be the tunnel that the train goes through, yeah, not yeah. over. Like, I don't think it's a bridge. I think it's a tunnel. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. It doesn't Regardless. Matter. Railroads trains, are tunnel, like... Right, and like, power trains power. are like the hot spot for graffiti. Mm-hmm. I mean, naturally... Yeah, that is a stereotype, but it... it, it... I mean, it's literally true. Yeah, yeah. Like, bridges Mm -hmm. and tunnels and trains. And rocks sometimes. Yeah. If you don't have any bridges or tunnels or trains. Right, if you live (laughs) in the middle of nowhere, and that's the best you can do. Yeah. Rocks. We got rocks. We we do have rocks. Lots of graffitied rocks. This is kind of fun. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Um... And so, uh, yeah, uh, so Wooten goes out to, um, to the, the thing and there's some kids at the track mm-hmm. who are like, who, when he's asking about the symbol and about C right and, and all that, they're like, you got to talk to Freddie C. Mm-hmm. Freddie C is the guy, the guy you gotta, you gotta oh, talk to. Oh, you don't know Freddie C. And then, <laughs> right. And then they're like, are you... Like that, Freddie sees the guy who knows about this, and then he's like, uh, "Are you, uh, are, are you a cop?" And he's like, "No." And they're like, Does, "Oh but yeah." Do I look like one? Yeah, he's like, "Not unless they've changed their weight restrictions." Right? Are they? Is Wooten really fat? Or are they saying he's too skinny? No, Wooten's notoriously pretty fat. Oh, okay. Um, because I feel like... But cops are fat. Right, I was going to say, like, I feel like the cop stereotype is also that they're fat. Yeah. So that's where I was like, are they saying he's too Unless skinny? he lost weight. Unless the do or diet thing happened, and then that was, like, <laughs> the big part for his arc where he just became skinny. Because he's not particularly fat in the cartoons. Like, in the illustrations, you're saying? Yeah. Some yeah. of... So some of them, like, Bernard, like very clearly have like a like a caricature uh paunch right you know and they're like, like very lean and wit is for... just like big boned yeah like he is mm-hmm. like a large person he's got broad shoulders yeah so exactly like, he hides it well yeah but um whereas right whereas you now have wooten and i'm like is wooten like i guess he's he's overweight but the idea that he's so far overweight that these kids are like ah oh, you can't be a cop you're too fat is right. like what what <laughs> what cops have you seen yeah I've seen um, so many overweight cops in my life. Yeah, they sit in cars and eat donuts. Yeah. Which is a, a call forward. Um, <laughs> and so... <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's like, I like I like Wooten in this scene being like, he's super genuine, just like wanting to help, wanting mm-hmm. to figure out what's going on. Yeah, and this kid's like pushing back against him. He's like very rigid, kind of like, you can tell... What they kind of do with this character is they kind of show that not only is he a way for information to spread, but he's also, like, personally invested in the bad things that are happening. Like, he's like, no, like, this isn't good. Like, he's he wants to be a part of bringing it down. Um, and, yeah, and so, and then Joseph runs away, right? Is his name? Um, I don't, does, does he run away or does Wooten just walk away? Like I think I think there's oh, he runs Joseph and like another kid yeah. and they're just kind of like all right let's get out of here and then yeah. Wooten walks back to the diner yeah and Bernard's like all, all that work for dirt, dirt in, in the, the car- carbonator <laughs> carburetor yes the, carburetor the not carbonator um <laughs> that's a that's a soda stream yes 
Dirt in the carbonator. <laughs> you don't have a soda stream in your car, Andrew? I could, though. You need to step up your game. Come on, man. Get on Actually, my level. Hmm. Well, you have to plug them in, presumably, right? Yeah. You have to plug in soda streams. Yeah. Okay, so if I figured out that part of things. Yeah, I just use I just use the uh the outlet the, converter. The I rather the than lighter. like well, yeah, the the cigarette lighter and then like instead of using like carbon dioxide canisters mm-hmm. canisters to like carbonate it, I just use the carbon monoxide that comes out of my exhaust. Oh. And it's perfect. I feel like that has like, a you nice don't aftertaste. Even, you don't even need the gas then. <laughs> yeah. It's just the difference of like two letters. So like why not do it? Now I'm wondering if you, that would kill you, right? Probably. I, I mean, carbon monoxide does kill you. But yes. if you used it to carbonate water... I don't think you could. This is a joke. Do not try this at home. But if you do and it works, please tell me. <laughs> don't try this at home. Don't use the Andrew Sabo. Do not reflect that <laughs> of the Wadfam Chalkpod. As um, always. And so, uh, yeah... It's this point that that Bernard, yeah, Wooten's still going on about like all of his plans oh, and whatnot. No, 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 no. We missed the part where the guy at the end was like, "If you want to know what's going on, you oh come yeah, back. shoot, and yeah, yeah." Joseph's like, "Hey, like you gotta go watch Sea Right at midnight tonight if yep. you want to see what's going yeah. on." Yeah, no, that that's very important. That's very important. <laughs> Good job, Andrew. Thanks. I was surprised you. Yeah, well, you I, you I started didn't... to say like, "Oh, we missed something," and I was like. Every time Andrew says this, he then mentions something that happens later. later. Every time. But no. This time. Well done. Thanks. Whoo. What an accomplishment. Score one for Andrew. (laughs) Points. Um, And so, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. So, so anyways, so. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wooten's telling Bernard about all this. And well, Bernard's so he like, tells him about it off camera, which is interesting. Right. I thought that we were going to get the argument on camera. We get we get their argument after the fact, right. and Bernard being like, oh, you're still thinking about this? Like, you're not actually right. going to do that. And this is when Bernard's, like, really hard leaning into this, like, like this is when he's really showing his colors and right. being like, I just want to go home. Oh, I just want to watch Jeopardy. And put on, you know, my my chicken slippers and let the day be over. Not only that, but, like, what does he say, Andrew? uh, Why don't you just leave well enough alone? alone. Yeah, that's fair. Which is, uh, which is, uh, case of the, case of the the secret secret room. room. Yep. We talked about with Brendan, like, a year ago. Why can't you just leave well enough? Like, that, that, that is the line that, like gives away that episode yeah like yeah. that that's the solution to the mystery and it's such an iconic episode that i'm like they had to have known that they were doing that or else paul mccusker Ooh. this is just like in his vernacular but like it's, both. <laughs> it's a plot point yeah yeah so like i think i think it's an interesting like but intentional or unintentional callback here of yeah we'll have to ask him <laughs> Yeah, sure. Paul McCusker, come on the show. Let Mr. us ask McCusker. you about Leave Well Enough Alone. In... Did you know? <laughs> Did you know? Um, um, and, and so, and so it's, and then Wooten's like, look, Bernard, do you believe in coincidence? And Bernard's like, no, not really. And he's like, look, there's been a, this string of like coincidences. If one or two just happened, like, I wouldn't. It wouldn't bother me, but there has been so many that I just feel like this is like God pulling at me in this direction. Yeah, it's a very good, uh, it's a good Wooten moment in the sense that yeah, he's so he's talking about coincidences, 
and he goes through and lists how all of these kind of things are working together and he's like well you know maybe this is god drawing us or maybe it's maybe it's worth at least in like looking into and that side of things really convinces bernard to be like okay you know there's probably something here so whether i do anything about it or not like there's definitely more going on than just weird stuff on windows yeah so so then there's there's this excellent exchange just like pure comedic gold between wooten and bernard that i i love so much okay uh can we please just drop the subject i don't want to think about it okay uh do do you want to come with me to the factory at midnight no it's a ridiculous thing to do yeah you're right so i'll pick you up like 11 30 Better make it eleven fifteen. I want to pick up some coffee. <laughs> like it's just yeah. it's it's the perfect Wooten winning over Bernard. Like Bernard's like, like like you can tell like the the yeah they're the much coincidence... better voice actors than we are. Right, they but do like, a great job. But like the coincidence speech mm-hmm. is what like gets Bernard. Oh yeah, like, no bought in where he's like oh shoot like you're right like you know he literally says like oh i was afraid you were going to say that yeah like he knows that like this whole time you get the idea that like he knows this is the right thing to do but he yeah. just like doesn't want to yeah, be he doesn't involved want to, and now there's a reason then he's like oh, okay. right and and then and then wooten really pushes him and like brings faith into it and yeah. bernard's like all right fine i'm on board i also i, I think i think it's interesting that uh that Wooten's the one picking him up. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I guess Wooten mm-hmm. drives as well, which well, makes sense. He's a mailman. Yeah, but it's Odyssey. He walks. Oh, he walks everywhere? I'm sure. Even when he worked for Speedy Package Express? I don't know about that. Lightning fast. <laughs> what an um, episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, and which is... Yeah. Oh, so we we go from there... <laughs> To a scene, I guess this is like the one scene without Wooten, um, mm-hmm. which is between Wit and Bernard, where it just like goes to commercial, comes back on Wit being like, "You're serious about this, Bernard?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he can't believe that Bernard's gonna do this. Oh no, no, it's even better than that. So he says, "Okay, I, you better make it eleven fifteen. I need to stop somewhere and get some coffee." And then it cuts to him being in Wit's end, being like, right. "Yeah." Of course I want to get coffee for this. Like, I'm going to be up late. And Wit's like, no, not about the coffee, about going out at midnight. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And and so it's just this... Um, that, Amazing and then, dialogue yeah, between and Wit then, and Bernard. And then Bernard's like, look, Wit, do you believe in coincidences? And Wit's like, you know I don't. No, yeah. Like, that's an established part of my character, Bernard. Yep. <laughs> and so, and, and Bernard's just like, well, then, like you understand why we have to do this. And what's like, you got room in the car for one more. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no. So it's, it's, it's even better than that because this scene, so it starts with like, it's more about Bernard, right? And Bernard being like, I guess I'm irked at sea, right? Because they treated me poorly and they're bribing me and they're doing something wrong. And like, then he's like, well, we're talking about this. And it's, yeah, it's an important scene to show like, 
Bern- how like on board Bernard is at this time. Yeah, because exactly. like he is now being like if Wo- the the thing that Wooten was doing to Bernard, Bernard mm-hmm. is now doing to Wit. Oh no, it's perfect. and he's doing it begrudgingly, but also with with conviction. Yeah, begrudgingly and also knowing like he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Like he knows that he's dragging Wit into this, and like Wit's just kind of like, all right, let's go. Yep, and you know, very smart because like now. We- I mean, Wit can just make the coffee. They can meet at Wit's end, get the coffee there. Yeah, although I don't think that's what they do. No, because they also get donuts. donuts. Yeah, specifically a sparkly one. Yeah, which I used to work at a donut shop. Never seen a sparkly one. Sparkly, sparkly boys, and we've got coffee and. Yeah. Uh, they're oh, they're all crammed into Wooten's car and like, yeah, which I'm presuming is like a Toyota Corolla. Like yeah. this is like a small four door sedan. It's, it's a really great like. Yeah, it works really well. You get the idea of, like, Wooten's on the driver's side, Bernard's mm-hmm. on the passenger, and, like, Wit is, like, sitting in the gap in the yep, back seat. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, guys. <laughs> yeah. And so... Um, There's, like, really cold, you know, saran-wrapped Krispy creams like, sitting on the console in between <laughs> oh, them. Oh, yeah. Or maybe Dude. that's where the cup carrier is with the coffee in it. Yeah. Um, um, and so they've God, been there... I really want coffee and a donut. <laughs> I could go for a Krispy Kreme right now, like a hot one. Oh! Are there Krispy Kremes around here? Not really. Damn. No. Um, and so they, they've they been there for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, two unmarked trucks arrive. And yeah. Witt's like, hey, can I have my, uh, can, can I have the binoculars? Wait, wait and he's like, he's like, there's a truck. And, and Wooten's like, yeah, I can see that with my eyes. Yeah. And, and Witt's like, it's two trucks. And he's like, one for each eye. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that part that got me i was i was prepping for this at like 12 last night and i was in my kitchen eating a sandwich and i yeah i may or may not have woken up my mother laughing <laughs> um, no but no what we missed before that was them being in the car being like Ooh, steak out so cool and with very right. being so giddy being like, this is awesome and then wit's like I went, we've only been in here like 10 minutes and I'm already, you know, this claustrophobic starting to get to me. And <laughs> yep. then that's when the unmarked cars come and they see yep. these two trucks and then there are people getting out of said trucks. Right. So the trucks pull up to the thing and Wooten's, or I think Bernard's like, you know, do trucks make deliveries this late at night? And it's like, I don't know, but he like keeps they looking do. at it. And yeah, I was like, <laughs> trucks make deliveries at all times, especially yeah. if you like work around the clock yeah but anyways the the doors open and we or and and wit sees through the binoculars men women and even some teens mm-hmm. getting out of the truck yeah um and it's like oh oh boy and then like henderson mm-hmm. knocks on the window yeah no and they have like a little bit of an exchange before like opening the door for him yeah no it's that's like oh this is our friend like your friend is like yeah we saw him earlier today <laughs> so they roll down the window Which and poor guy has probably been working for like 18 hours straight i know poor poor mr henderson the real victims of this is henderson's family and <laughs> they never see him and he's like, look, I'm going to have to ask you guys to leave. And they're like, what? We can't, like, sit on the street? And he's like, well... I need to clarify that that was a joke. Human trafficking is much worse than somebody working a long shift. Yeah, I, I hope everyone got that. But I know, if you I did know. It, but... Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> Just covering um, my bases here. <laughs> but, but yeah, he's like, he's like, 
uh, what? We're just like sitting across the street in this vacant lot. He's like, yeah, well, Seawright acquired that vacant lot very recently. <laughs> like, you get the idea that like they're playing they Monopoly. Saw, they saw someone sitting there yeah. and like quick made a call and we're like, we'll give you all of our money yeah. to buy this vacant lot so we can kick these people out. Yeah, no, that's definitely what they did. Either that or they're planning some sort of expansion. Yep. Like, it's just yeah, big coincidence. Right. And so they... They, but Wit doesn't believe in coincidence, Andrew. No, no. And Big, s- bad, bad guy moves. And so they uh, they start to drive away, and or like they're rolling up the window, and mm-hmm. uh, Henderson goes, Good night, Mr. Whitaker. Mm-hmm. Which is the classicest of blunders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so as they're driving away, Wit's like, How did huh, he know me? How did he know my name? And that is the one discussion question on the wiki for this episode. Yeah. Is how did Henderson know Wit's name? It's like, I don't know. I don't know. Because, like, he knows who Wit is? I don't know. We'll Everybody knows out. who Wit Every- is. At this point, it's inconsequential. It's like, oh, yeah, Wit is God, of course. Right. He knows him. Um, And so they're he back at Wit's end. told about Jesus while he was eating french fries at a bar one time. Yeah. Hey. I imagine good, that's good what Wit does when he goes out on his own. Yeah, I can't imagine what at a bar, but, you know. No, he's not drinking. No, I know, but I still can't imagine him in that environment. Oh, no, I can totally Even see with, him like, a glass of to, soda. Like, like I going to a dive bar and just... Really? Chumming it up. Oh, man. With, like, but I bet, like, it's, like, one or two people that he's, like, really invested in. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can quite, quite get there with wit, but, you know, whatever. Well, we'll um, have to talk to one of the writers. And so he uh, he then they're they're back at Wit's end and Wit's like well like so what what can we do here and he's like well mm-hmm. I've got a contact at the State Department of Labor we can you know reach out to them I'll have you know someone someone come out from there and Wit's mm-hmm. like okay I'm gonna like I want to go find find Joseph again and like yeah. talk to him with that and Bernard's like I want to go sleep yeah um. <laughs> And so he, yeah. So Wooten then goes to um, the the shop where they were getting repairs done. Yeah. Um, talks to Mr. Montoya, um, trying to figure out about Joseph. And then Joseph walks in. Conveniently. And immediately, like, turn, coincidentally? And immediately, <laughs> like, turns around and runs and Wooten goes after him. Yeah. It's very um, much like the quintessential, like, Hey, where is have you seen this guy? And then he like kinda walks right, right. in unknowingly bit. Yep. And and Montoya's immediately like, Hey, get out of here. And yeah. he's like, Ah, hey, that's the guy. Hey Joseph. Yeah. Goes after him and then we cut back to Wit's end where uh Del Hay agent Del Hayworth mm-hmm. is talking up uh Wit and Bernard. Um uh, and he and Wit's like, you know, what, what do you know about Seawright? And he's like, mm-hmm. ah, not much. They're just like, a, you know, a real big manufacturing company. And Wit's like, look, um, we, uh, they, we think that they have, uh, they then explain that like, yeah, basically what they saw last night. Like they mm-hmm. saw men and women in teens being like loaded off of trucks. Cause he's yeah. at first like, what people showed up at midnight. Like, of course that's mm-hmm. not, that's not unusual. And then he explains that and, and Hayworth's like, oh, yeah, that's troubling, and like I've, if I'm being frank, I've been trying to investigate. Oh yeah, I completely forgot about the vigilante justice that happens in this episode. Yeah, but <laughs> where but, he meets with the guy and he's like, 
yeah, you know, I, I've definitely suspected that there's something suspicious right. going well, on because, here, but my because boss we've... won't let me, and they own the town, basically. Right. So, like, the thing that's come up is, like, that this whole thing, Seawright keeps blaming on this disgruntled ex-employee, mm-hmm. and that's the same story that Hayworth's gotten, but, like, it doesn't ring true to him. But when he went, but when he's tried to investigate, the people above him have kind of, like, kept him from doing that and said hey look there's nothing to see here Mm -hmm. and so hayworth's hands are tied but he's like look if you uh off the record if you can get like pictures or video like then Mm -hmm. like maybe i can do something here and it's like oh i can get pictures video i even have a website up by tomorrow morning like wit has become like very passionate about this in a way that i really love yeah it was very interesting it was like he doesn't talk that much at all, really. And then at this point, he's just like, yeah, no, we're just going to do it. We're, yep. We will do this for you. We will take pictures and video and yep. expose them. Yeah. And take the law into our own hands because that's right. what we do. Yep. But but for good reason this time? Yeah, no. Maybe. Okay, so I I don't I, know I don't know what the correct path is with bureaucracy here. I I don't know what when when we want to have the uh the psych discussion, but who who's who? Like it, who's Sean, who's Gus? Is is Wit Lassiter? Is Bernard <laughs> Lassiter? <laughs> um I think Sean's yeah. probably Wooten. Yeah, I was, with the noticing. Yes, everything. I was, no, Wooten is definitely the Sean, and I think I think Wit is probably Lassie, which makes like, mm-hmm. or sorry, I think Bernard is probably Lassie, mm-hmm. um, which then makes Wit which, Gus. Wait, no, no, I think I think Wit is is Jules. Ah, uh, okay. As mm-hmm. like Bernard's sidekick, who's like a little bit more like bought into it. Yeah, than, yeah. Then like Wooten's or. Bernard is the super skeptical one, whereas mm. Wit's like skeptical but still like kind of gets it. Also, mm. I mean, he could be the chief. Yeah, Wit could, could be. just be could just be Chief Vic. Mm-hmm. But all of this for uh, no one. Hey, man, people watch Psych. I think. Yeah, <laughs> probably. I don't know if you have. Reach out to us. Um, I and like to talk about Psych media? a lot. Um, and so, uh, so yeah. Then we then we jump back to. Then we jump back to Wooten out of breath chasing mm-hmm. Joseph. They're out in the woods. Yeah. And he's like, look, this is the low, like, why, why, why did you make me chase you? And he's like, well, cause they're, you know, Seawright has eyes everywhere. Mm-hmm. And like we're, we had to get to somewhere secluded. Um, and this is also the spot where Freddie C disappeared. Um, he's like Robin Hood or Zorro. He mm-hmm. was like doing the right thing. And then he just vanished. Um, like some character on a Power Boy comic that I don't remember the name of. Um, yeah. And Wooten, yeah, is like, oh, okay. It's like, he gets like very serious. And yeah. then he's like, you know, introduces himself and you get the great, like, my name's Wooten, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's a funny name. Yeah, I know. It's 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 old English for village, village. by the wood. Yeah. Your so parents good. were old English? No, just old. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really good Wooten moment. Yeah. Just it's, old. It's really fun. And then Joseph reveals more about the whole situation where he's like, people are being brought in um, to work all night for next to nothing, exposed to toxic chemicals that make them sick. Yeah. Um, and then and then goes into more stuff about, about Freddie C and how he was illegally trafficked to the U.S. That this is the whole where they talk it's about the passports. Slavery. 
basically slave labor. Their passports were taken away when they arrived. Mm -hmm. They were threatened with deportation, hurting their families. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, why doesn't Freddy's family care about that? And he's like, well, don't don't you get it? I am Freddy's family. Like, I'm all he has. Yeah. Um, And then Henderson grabs Wooten. Just steps out of the woods, mm-hmm. grabs Wooten, mm-hmm. and is taking him, assumedly, to see right. Yeah. No, just out of the darkness appears big man who pulls cars, or pushes cars, depending on, you know, there's a rope involved. Uh, yep. I assume pushes. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <sighs> and that's and, where the episode ends. Yeah, and that's where it ends. It's so freaking good. But, but like you said, it, it wraps up. Yep. Like, like... We get this information. We get a little bit of closure. It's still building for a great right. finale. Right. But then we get this very clear definitive endpoint of kidnapping. <laughs> right. And also, but, and also like the, the explanation of like, yeah, like these people are being trafficked here to be, you know, forced into labor all night. Um, there's a really good movie that I'd recommend to people. It's not for... A, I imagine most of the people listening will not want to watch this movie, and that is probably for the best. But if you are interested in a movie that deals with, like, it's it's uh, it's about a uh, meat processing plant in Texas wherein they are, like, mm-hmm. bringing immigrants into the country to then work a horrible job, um, and, like, those people have no agency in their own life, uh, the movie Fast Food Nation mm-hmm. is, I feel, really impactful mm-hmm. um, and worth watching. And I was like, oh, like, it's, this is, like, the, I mean, it's not even, like, super, like, kid-friendly. It's not like this is super kid-friendly, but this is, like, the Adventures in Odyssey kid-friendly version of of that, of yeah. that movie. Um, yeah, I know. Okay, interesting. Fast Food Nation. Yeah. I'll put it in my letterboxed want-to-watch list. <laughs> there you go. Um, otherwise, uh, just thoughts on the episode? Uh, it was nuts. I really enjoyed it. I think... I, I love when Odyssey goes away from Wit's End because it gives the sound engineering, like, a mm. lot more variety. So, like, I love the fact that being inside of different cars sounds different. And I don't know exactly how they do that, but I think it's awesome. And I just thought, I mean, it was just so good. I thought it was so well done. It's so well written. It is kind of cheesy in the procedural cop show sort of way, but it's something that I really like. Uh, And Bernard and Wooten and now Wit is just delightful, like, the fact that they're all on board with this thing um, is kind of exciting. I'm excited to see how it ends. I'm presuming Wit's going to come in and be like, oh, yeah, I know somebody in, you know, I know the president of the United States, and he <laughs> flew in his Secret Service to shut down this <laughs> this one plant. But, yeah, it we'll it see. is it is not the comedic masterpiece that the previous one is. Yeah. But it is still really funny and also has important stakes and mm-hmm. like Well, I wouldn't want to this episode s- to be that funny. Right. And it's got it's got something like it's saying something. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, and about- we'll obviously see that expanded in 
the wrap up at, mm-hmm. like in the final episode of this but just the like dealing head on with like yeah like these people are being brought into the country and like not getting to like mm-hmm. kind of being forced into this work mm-hmm. is like that's heavy and it's yeah. also it's interesting to think about this like that makes a lot of sense coming out you know maybe eight years after it aired but like like that seems like a very modern issue not necessarily that it wasn't a thing back then because i'm sure it was and obviously it was but it's more of a point of conversation now yeah yeah and also like i think it's interesting with like how big a political issue immigration in general has become that this is like it's not a Mm-hmm. anti-immigration mes- message at least in this in at least in what we see in no, this no. episode yeah. there's like a deep sympathy for these people who are being forced into doing yeah. this dangerous work without like any alternative yeah it's it's interesting i i think that at this point in time odyssey is starting to realize that like throwing some social commentary in is a good way like using the show plot wise as a form of social commentary is something that they do a lot but they definitely do a lot at this time in the show like Mm. um you know thinking particularly i didn't realize it was this early but thinking of just album 50 onward you know you get like the grand design called something more ties that bind stuff like that where it's like okay this is very clear we are speaking on something that's very topical something that's a real world issue whereas this is a little less direct approach because it also has the veil of like kind of a comic book thing which i just watched birds of prey and that was kind of what i got from that where it's like you know as a movie is concerned i don't know if this is amazing but I really enjoyed it as a comic book movie, and it's entertaining. And if I just don't take it too seriously, I have a great time. And this has notes of that while also, like, tackling something very serious and doing it in a pretty fun, good way so far, at least. I mean, yeah. unless part three is absolutely terrible. Right. Well, we'll, we'll see if they can stick the landing. Yeah. But every piece that is being set up here, I'm really... Oh yeah, yeah, I'm really happy with. Um, I mean, we we kind of know where the story is headed, but do you have thoughts about the next episode and kind of what you're What's imagining? Uh, I think Bernard's gonna try and save Wooten, and then Wit's gonna come in and save both of them. Mm. That's my that's yeah. my guess. That that's fair. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but it's a great episode. Really, really enjoyed it. I. Like I said, don't really have a ton of, if any, connection with it. So it's it's very interesting to hear Odyssey of an era that I'm very familiar with, but episodes that I'm not. So it's, it's, it's exciting. It's like, oh, man, there's more of this stuff that I really like. This is great. Yeah. Also, I would totally be down for a just spinoff, which is just Wit and Wooten and Bernard solving crimes together. Yeah. I think that'd be or fun. just Wooten and Bernard. Yeah. A band of brothers situation. Well, Wooten... Wooten and Wit are still around in the new new episodes. So Correct. It could happen. Yeah, absolutely. Bring Bernard back from retirement. Yeah. And 
the dead did the actor who played bernard die yeah dave, dave adams no longer alive i don't believe oops it's okay they can recast <laughs> that's fair can they though i don't know i i hope not yeah but but yeah um man i don't know what else to say no i don't I have anything really else really like this episode no it's I'm been it's glad been we got to good. talk about it and yeah uh is there anything you'd like to promote andrew actually yes <laughs> shocker so uh as of today as of recording this there is an episode of the andrew sabo podcast live featuring dylan weaver who dylan weaver of the wad fam Chalkpod, dylan weaver gas uh, uh, where we talk about the playlists that he's been making. Um, so he made six playlists over the course of a year, spanning four seasons. Uh, and there's two some, there's three summer playlists in total. So, um, but it's yeah, we just talk about music. We talk about um, how we listen to music. Uh, you know, the decision making process of trying to craft it, things that were going into making the playlist at different points in time. You know, kind of the uh, the interesting thing that can happen with music with the chicken or the egg situation where, you know, you tend to listen to music that reflects how you're feeling at certain times and then that makes you feel that way, like you can identify with it. So, um, yeah, it was, it was great. It was a great discussion. So it's two parts. We cover the first three playlists in the first one and then the second three in the uh, second part. Um, second part is not out yet, but it has as been of recorded. recording as of recording this. It might be out by the time this episode airs. Yeah, yeah. It's it's mostly edited, and it's obviously already recorded. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, give it a listen. For like um, we'll put a link in the show notes. Absolutely. I've, I tweeted it out um, on my personal Twitter, so if you follow me at uh, Andrew underscore Sabo on Twitter, you can see it there, or Andrew Sabo on Instagram. Uh, I also I always share new podcast stuff on my stories whenever that's a thing. Um, Very cool. Yeah, so... Go head over there. Give it a listen. Yeah. If you don't like it, you don't have to finish it. Rock on. Yeah. Um, as far as stuff to plug for myself, uh, I recently guested on an episode of the Andrew Sable podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Unrelated to Andrew's yeah. plug. That's yeah, just yeah. a thing I did. Yeah. Now, um, so yeah, I'll, I'll second Andrew's uh, recommendation that you go. Give that a listen. Um, and maybe check out some of the other episodes while you're there. Yeah. Um, or not. You it's know, fun. It's up to you. <laughs> um, and with... Uh, some people like to hear me talk for some yeah. reason. <laughs> with, uh, with all of that having been, uh, having been discussed, we'll be back in a week for part three of The Other Side of the Glass. Goodbye. Bye, guys. What's going to happen? Who knows? Wadfam Chalkpod is a presentation of the Libbits Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at Wadfam Chalkpod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. The Other Side of the Glass Part 2 was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Acebo edited by Dylan Beaton. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wad Fam Chalk Pod.